0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to HOA, It's a True Story. Today is a special day for the sales team at GB Group. Normally, this is the day we make our holiday nog. We know so many of you love it and look forward to it, but due to the pandemic, today we are not making nog, we are having a nog cast and sharing with you some of our up-close and personal stories from our past nog-making days. Joining us today is the entire team. Myself, your host, Reagan Brown, Bill Mann, Lauren Khalees, JP Sanchez, and Megan Hupe. Thank you again for joining us today for NOGCAST, and welcome to HOA, It's a True Story. Well, as most of you know, we give out NOG and pumpkin pies every holiday. And this is Bill's family recipe. Bill, can you tell us a little bit about the recipe? How many times you've given it out and where did you actually get the recipe?
1: Well, the recipe was actually developed by my great, great, great grandfather, who is a German winemaker. It's been passed down through the years. Now, I don't know if it's been modified or not, but I think the recipe we've been using um, since I've been making it has stayed exactly the same. So the nice thing about it in the, one of the secrets of it is it's, there's three different alcohols in it, bourbon, brandy and rum all dark colors. And that's truly what makes it nog with two G's so, versus just eggnog.
0: How many times have you given out this recipe or been asked for it?
1: Uh, I get asked for it a lot. And then when they see how complicated it is, most of the people don't make it <laughs> for me to deliver a bottle of it. But it's, um, it I've been doing it you know, pretty much since college years, been making it. Uh, for the holidays. And uh, certainly now, I mean, we're up to what, about 300 bottles of it. So it takes a whole team.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does. So um, I'm going to ask each of you, what kind of feedback do you typically receive when you're making your NOG deliveries?
2: Oh, I am the most popular person on the planet when I walk (laughs) Uh, We had one management company that the minute I walked in, they actually made an announcement that the Nog was in the building. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good day.
3: (laughs) Usually when I drop off like the pie and Nog, I would say like seven times out of 10, everyone's trying to ask me for, um, like, can you slide me an extra bottle? You know, Mm -hmm. like they're they're all trying to get more. And they're like, I know you got more in the uh, in the ice chest in your car. We know how you <laughs> deliver it. So I'm, I don't know, starting to think they have spies that like keep an eye out for me when I, uh, when it comes time to, to deliver that nog. But yeah, it's usually just people trying to, trying to just salvage more bottles out of me. Lauren?
4: Yeah. If it's not the bottles, more bottles. It's the secret recipe. You all know who you are who tries to get the secret recipe, but we can't <laughs> give it out. I think a few people have maybe seen a glimpse of it, but it's everybody's always thrilled for us to be bringing Nog and pie into their office.
3: Yeah, I think that would take away from the charm a little bit too, right? If we, if we just give out the recipe.
4: Absolutely. Top secret. <laughs> if, it, if it was
0: Bill's great, great, great grandfather, you're talking almost back to Civil War era that's how long that recipe really been around. So imagine the ice cream they were using and the booze they were using was probably <laughs> a bit different. I do remember going into an office one time and one of the girls told me that she was kind of jealous because they only get one little shot. And I said, well, how could that be? We bring your office three bottles. And she said, yeah, the boss takes two and we all just get a taste. So <laughs> I know there's some noghogs. We know who you are, you <laughs>
4: noghog. hogs. <laughs> I like it. Hashtag noghog. <laughs>
0: well, two weeks ago was our first, I guess it's a little more than two weeks now, but our first industry event that was done in person. JP, how did you feel about going out for the first time and seeing everybody again?
3: Well, it was still pretty seldom to me to go out and see people. I think the first event, Yeah, I think my first experience was probably with the CAI golf tournament. That was my first time seeing people from the industry, you know, besides on like Zoom or anything like that. But first off, it's just nice to see some familiar faces and just kind of have those conversations with people, you know, and then were you nervous
0: uh, or excited or scared or what?
3: A little bit of everything. I I would say I was more excited to see people probably a little more scared just because we still are in a pandemic and, you know, you are going to be exposed to some people. And so, me just being scared in general—I think like that—that that was that was probably the more scared part of the—you uh, know—just be careful with the pandemic and stuff like that. But I was on a golf course, and as you guys know, I I love golf, so I had a blast.
0: And what about you, Megan? You were at that particular golf tournament as well. Did yes. You wear a mask.
2: I did wear a mask. I wore a mask the whole time, primarily because we—my we, mother-in-law that we care for—is is eighty-eight. So we have her over, so I have to keep my bubble small. But for the most part, I was just so grateful to finally see people in person, safe distance, masked up, doesn't matter. We still got to see each other in person and not just via a Zoom call, which was really nice. I truly enjoyed that.
0: Well, several of us have family with special considerations at home. You know, I think it's made us all a little uncomfortable going back out into public. How did that make you feel, Lauren?
4: Well, it's, it's mixed feelings, because I have that craving to be face to face with people again. But then I have my daughter who's immunocompromised that I have to be extra careful with and keep a bubble small. So it's a balance between physical health and mental health and getting more, you know, office time, more face to face time. I feel this just refreshed afterwards or refueled when I get to be around the team and when we get to be face to face, but still very cautious. I think there's only so much that you can do as long as you're safe yourself and wash your hands, wear your mask and do what you can to make yourself healthy or keep yourself healthy. That's all that you can do at this point. And just hope that others just limit the amount of exposure to others. Bill, you Balance. You've been
0: really happened to go out quite a bit during the course of the whole last nine months being in the position you're in. What have you felt like? Has it been any different for you or not so much or yes, definitely?
1: Well, I think most of the time I've had to go out to the field and stuff, you know, particularly a lot of stuff's being done over the phone or you're just meeting one person on site and everybody's doing social distancing. So it's not, quite the same as it was in the past. And it's been, it's a different experience. It doesn't, it's not the same. You, you kind of feel very removed from everybody.
0: I'm going to miss our holiday parties and galas this year, for sure. But mostly realizing we're not going to see a lot of our clients for a very long time. How will this change your personal
1: holidays? Well, for me, I mean, kind of, you know, we just had have- Halloween, which is a big event in my neighborhood. I usually have over 300 trick-or-treaters, and this year it was 25, which was a huge change, but the 25 were immediate neighbors actually it was kind of nice because I got to chat and, and actually interact with them a little bit more than I would have on a normal Halloween where it just seemed like it's a revolving door costumes, but it did change. It wasn't the same experience. And then I think as we go into the holidays, we're gonna have the same thing. I think it's gonna be a lot more intimate gatherings. Uh, we usually have a big uh, Christmas Eve dinner and I, that will be you know a very small group this year.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to just a few small family get-togethers, keeping it really low-key, which is usually not the case for us. We're usually very, very busy running around between our NOG deliveries and some of the really fun, festive gala events. It's really going to be a quiet Christmas. What about you guys? Uh, Megan, will you be picking up and supplementing holiday outings, or are you going to keep it pretty low-key and quiet?
2: It will be pretty low-key and quiet the girls will be home, which is great. If there's any bonus to this entire experience, it's the amount of time that I've had my girls home. Again, they're both in their 20s. So normally they're they're at college and they're out doing their own thing, but they've been around and it's been really nice. I'm just going to keep riding that wave for as long as I possibly can.
4: Yeah. I think normally it's so busy that you just are running from point A to point B. I never have a calm holiday. Never. It's busy hosting from industry events to family things. So this year I think we'll be a lot more intimate and quiet and not taking it for granted.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty stress relieving more than normal, you know, like, cause we're usually running around going to these like holiday parties on Thursday nights or Friday nights and Saturday nights. And you wake up on Monday, just like, I don't know how I'm going to go to work type of thing. (laughs) Um, but no, I'm glad. I'm glad it's going to be kind of small because I get to see my, uh, just my immediate family. And so I usually go up to Calistoga to go visit my brother and sister-in-law and get to see the two babies. And then, you know, we just eat good food and drink good wine. And I'm looking forward to that.
0: I think I'm going to be saving a lot of money, just not doing all the shopping that I normally do during the holidays. <laughs> and now they're offering Black Friday all month Online. long so that people won't be going to the stores. Right. So we get a chance to just cut down on spending a little bit.
4: <laughs> All spending online, online shopping this year. Well, you know, I really feel
0: for the entire sales industry, business development managers and the, the marketing people, you know, they're basically tasked with doing their jobs with their hands tied. I mean, they can't even go to the client, see the clients that they're supposed to be selling to. What are some of the ways that you know people have um, been doing different creative ways to stay connected?
1: Well, I think one of the things that we did initially is we were doing those, I won't call it virtual wine tastings, but wine tastings via Zoom where we drop off wine samples to our clients and then get together as a group and uh, enjoy the wine and talk about them. So. That was, you know, one of those things that made it kind of, especially during the beginning of the pandemic, was nice to get to see people that we usually work with and talk
3: to every day.
0: What else have you seen people do to try to stay connected out there right now?
3: It's just a lot of Zoom stuff, like a lot of a lot of people just trying to get creative with, you know, Zoom calls. Like we've been doing, we have our whole educational series for, you know, lunch and learn type type deals that we've been doing. You know, we did. What the about school.
0: the virtual trade shows?
3: Yeah, yeah. virtual Virtual trade show is pretty cool. We had that guy from Survey Says uh, to do like a whole Jeopardy type thing. That was fun. And it was pretty well received by our clients as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Lauren, you're on the board at HIF and you guys had a very successful virtual gala.
4: Yeah, it was challenging to say the least, but everybody really pulled together and we were able to hand deliver. Shoot, I don't even know how many boxes there were. 200 I believe for um, sponsors to their houses and we had volunteers that dropped everything off so it was it was a big event very well attended we raised as much money as we did in 2016 2017 so we're pleased with the outcome especially being virtual I think everybody's getting a little burned out on the virtual stuff, but I a lot of phone, a lot of social media, a lot of the webinars that are a little bit more casual than the presentation side. I think people enjoy a little bit more.
2: And as as some of the counties are opening up a little bit more and relaxing regulations, there's a lot of one-on-one opportunities, you know, going out to lunch and sitting outside on a patio. I mean, it just depends on what everyone's comfortable with. But we've done a few in-person wine tastings also where, you know, we've got the patio outside and everyone can sit socially distanced, but you still have that connection.
0: And it seems like some are doing it and some are not. And if you're not, you know, then you don't have to attend yet. Give it time. Mm -hmm. Well, it was because of this that we decided to create the HOA It's a True Story podcast. I think it's a little bit different than webinars in the sense that we're really getting a chance to talk more conversationally. And I think uh, we feel truly blessed that we've been able to share some industry topics with our friends and clients and help educate them. And even after the pandemic is over, we will continue to have True Story episodes that will continue to educate and enrich and laugh at, there's a lot of laughter in them too. So what is uh, your guys' favorite HOA story?
3: I guess I'll go first. Um, the Nog edition of my favorite story in the industry is, I'm going to leave names and all that stuff out. But yeah, I had a client who they love when I bring the Nog. This is, I believe, the second year that I dropped off Nog. We've done it, what, about three three years in a row? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the second time and it was one of my last drop-offs. So it was like probably 4.30 p.m. And then I just headed home after that. All of a sudden, it was probably like 8.00 p.m. that night, 8.30 p.m. or something like that. I got a text from, from my client saying the Nog is so good. I accidentally backed into a pole in the parking lot leaving oh, no. the office. And she sent this picture of, she drives this big truck and she, it showed a dent in the back of it. <laughs> Luckily, it was nothing too serious, but it was. The
0: casualty of it, Nog.
3: It gave me a good laugh. And I told her, I was like, look, that stuff is boozy. It's got got like three different types of alcohol in it. So I told them when I dropped it off, I was like, drink, drink responsibly. And uh, yeah, I just, I got a big laugh out of it, to be honest with you. So I like to tell that story pretty often.
4: So my favorite story of HOA holidays is first, when we're doing the NOG, it's team building and we get together, it's beginning of the season, we kick off holidays together And uh, not just, you know, working and putting together everything, but it's a team bonding time. And last year was my favorite time because we all last minute decided to participate in the Sacramento holiday gala and to honor Megan, who was our rising star. And it was such a, such a successful, really heartwarming night. I'm going to be cheesy, <laughs> but it was,
0: it was great.
2: Yeah.
4: And it was that nice. Was it was fun. perfect for team, team building and just our, what we represent. And I, that was it's my favorite story still to this day. We were all, all there
3: too. Yeah, that was, that
4: awesome. was, what was great about it is that everyone was there. That was, yeah. I
0: think somebody asked us why we were all there. We said we were there to support our team. And they were looking at us like, but all right. of you came?
3: Just go over there at GB Group, support <laughs> each other.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. I think that's the other funny thing I remember is uh, Lauren and Ryan and I were taking an Uber home from a holiday party where <clears throat> I had had a little bit of Nog. <laughs> and I got into the guy's car and I asked him, is this a Prius? <laughs> Ryan it's, cute. Says, it's cute. It's cute. Is it, this a Prius? It's, it's a Prius. And Ryan says, are you kidding? This is a Mercedes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is the <laughs> S550, actually. <laughs> the the guy was just...
0: all in blocks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, So good.
0: Well, Bill, we made almost three hundred bottles of nog last year. That must have looked pretty crazy trying to buy the supplies for that.
1: Yeah, you know, every year it used to be I used to do it myself, and you know, now it's like we have to break it up into different groups, and 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 so (laughs) I literally fill up the back of my truck just with bottles, and you know, and usually takes uh, it takes several stops to to buy them all, and I know that. JP and Lauren and Megan all make their stops for the booze and the cream and the sugar and all the different ingredients that go in it. Lots
4: of ice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lots of ice. How, How
0: of that very... when you're leaving Costco with that much booze and ice cream?
2: <laughs> we definitely so get some looks. That, that's one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the whole process is, is walking through Costco and, and everyone's looking at us with these three, you know, giant uh, carts full of stuff and there's a couple times that they'll be brave enough and ask what are you making but usually we just <laughs> get really strange
3: stuff. <laughs> yeah and we're not talking normal carts we're talking the, the push carts from costco the
0: so lauren why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be doing this year since we are not delivering nog this year talk about what our holiday party is going to be like
4: Yes, so we're doing a virtual food demonstration of what to do with your Thanksgiving leftovers. And we're also playing Survey Says. So we'll be dropping off wine and charcuterie to all of our participants prior to the event. And then Bill will demonstrate how to make his famous turkey bites.
0: (laughs) turkey (laughs) balls (laughs)
4: they're They're called
0: turkey turkey balls balls. (laughs) we're just trying to be politically correct in our invite and call them turkey bites
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving leftover turkey bites is what we put on the invite but they're Bill's famous turkey balls (laughs) so make sure you register to join us (laughs) well one of
0: my favorite um, HOA stories probably has to do with the Making of the Nog. Everybody has their position in the kitchen, how to do their part. And I know for a long time I was in the bottle filling section. And so one day Bill got a call and had to go take it. So I got shifted into the mixing of all the ingredients. And they have to go in a certain order. And he has it worked out so that you go through X amount of alcohol all at the same time. And suddenly I had. Not enough alcohol, and he says comes back into the room and says, "How can you not have enough alcohol? That's supposed to be evenly matched all the way through." And I I realized I probably made a couple batches that were a little (laughs) little (laughs) bit of dynamite, little extra boozy in them. So there was probably the one that the girl drank when she backed her car.
3: (laughs) When she backed her truck in, oopsie! I I remember. I remember when you overdid the alcohol too, like, cause we ran out of alcohol for the, for the <laughs> remainder of the batch. And so JP had to go on an emergency run to mm-hmm. uh, Costco to go get more. It happens. You
4: funny. get a little
0: bit of fumes going and pretty soon, you know, you can't help
4: it. It's possible <laughs> yeah. to get buzzed off
2: of alcohol fumes. <laughs> it is. I loved how Lauren researched the best way to separate the egg yolk from the egg white. <laughs>
4: Which did not work, by the way. It worked for mm, maybe a few of them, but yeah, it wasn't as bulletproof as Pinterest told me it was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was with the bottle, right? The empty water bottle. And yes,
4: you're, and you're empty just, plastic water bottle. feels mm-hmm. like, I need the yolks to not be in the egg whites. <laughs> I'm trying.
3: Careful, we're giving away the secrets, guys. <laughs>
0: Oh, all good. All good. Well, I'll tell you what, making 300 bottles was no easy task. Uh, My kitchen table was bowing in half. And I know at one point I looked at it and said, we need to get these bottles off the table into refrigerators and coolers. Now, I thought we might lose my kitchen table at one spot. (laughs) And it used to start with very casual afternoon of nog making. And then it turned into serious production. And by last year, it was, you do not get a break. Get over here. Keep going.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're running an assembly line. <laughs> 30 minutes cracking whips.
4: 30-minute lunch. That's it. Lunch, that's it.
3: <laughs> not one well, minute. Well,
4: we're all looking forward to seeing
0: everybody. Hopefully, you'll participate in our turkey balls demonstration and survey says. We also found out today We hit the over 200 download mark. So we appreciate you tuning in, listening to us. And if you have ideas or or topics that you would like to hear more about, please reach out to us. And we're happy to put it together for you. Or if you'd like more information on any of the speakers that have participated in any of our podcasts, you can reach out to inquiry at gbgroupinc.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we will see you next week. Happy holidays. And next year we'll bring the Nog back. Thanks everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays.
1: holidays.
0: Happy holidays.